I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Wrestle me, Pete. Wrestle me, Mark. (laughs) That started off as I was trying to do Welsh, but it did sound very much like... um, I am strongman from circus. <laughs> Not a bad thing. I, uh, I eat nine eggs every morning. <laughs> I've got still Welsh. I would like a big, strong accent. I think it would be lovely to be able to walk into rooms with... You know, All right there. Yeah. The, the, the Welsh How accent, are we doing? The, 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 the Welsh identity I find incredibly alluring. I it's kind of, All right there. And, and everyone can sing. Yeah. Everyone can sing. I, everyone knows the national anthem. I, I, I spent a week in, in Wales just on mm. like, a little holiday. And uh, we were just in this tiny little village in the middle of nowhere, and it was beautiful. Yeah. And it was just the beer, lovely, soft <laughs> Lovely, beer. soft oh, beer. Oh, I go in and, they, you know, people will go, all right, where are you from? <laughs> and they go, London, they go, London, is it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, mate. Yes. Yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. Hey, throwing furniture around. Where, where can I get a bit of beak around here? <laughs> 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 Spoken like, like a true man. We were just speaking before we clicked record uh, that Mark's uh, favourite uh, vape uh, juice provider is Nasty Juice. Nasty man. Nasty. nasty juice. How, much, how much do you think that costs? Uh, it's a big, chunky vessel. It's mm. about the size of a brick and old turbo hurler, if, uh, for all you asthmatics <laughs> out there. Um, I would say that's probably about. Thirty pounds. Actually, yeah. no, it's been. It's fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah. Oh, that's a yeah. lot of it. That's a lot of nasty juice. It is. I mean, this is just glycerin. <laughs> it's just water and sugar, which they put some weird flavouring in. But yeah, I, I am. Um, I actually, I do. I found a brand. You isn't found that, a brand. Nice? You're a nasty man. I'm a nasty man. I don't. Yeah. I don't need it too sweet. Nasty right. takes care. Now, I don't know if they do podcast advertising, but let me just say, listen, nasty juice. Let me just say, this is exactly the sort of product I would happily get behind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you nasty boy. Yeah, I, I, do you know what? I do not like the branding of all the, the vape stuff. It's, it's all, very gauche. It is. It's all extreme. And ah! it's, do you know? It's, it's like fucking Max Power. Do you remember Max Power? Uh, it was a car magazine, right? In the mid nineties. Yeah, okay. I had a friend who worked on Max Power's live events, and it was just you know boy racers who would turn up, and everyone, you know, she said all you'd hear all day LEDs. long was yeah, yeah. LEDs, uh, LEDs, Red Bull, uh, you know, yeah, it, it was it was Monster Energy Drink and stuff like that, <laughs> yes. and it was just like in a car park, you know, they'd have <laughs> loads of souped up cars, and there'd be some kind of weird bungee thing, and everyone just being like shit faced on, yeah, uh, you know those. Alka poppy things, and that is the aesthetic that the vape juice industry has looked at and gone. Yeah. We should do that. They've got let's get uh, tattooists 
the yeah. worst tattooists yeah. to do all of our uh, my My nasty juice comes with bootleg stickers of Bart Simpson uh, <laughs> wearing streetwear, <laughs> and it will say underneath, hey, dude, I'm nasty. I just, just, look, I I'm like, into that. I like I'm it because it's that. grapey. I like grape. That's what I really like. I like its colour. It's purple. Yeah. I like. I like. Do you know what I do? Like fizzy grape, a uh, pop. You fizzy know those cars, yeah, yeah, yeah. the ones that are like thirty-five p in yeah, Tesco. Yeah, yeah. How are they thirty-five p? They're like king of drinks. Welcome to WrestleMania, <laughs> <laughs> where we review uh, the very best uh, uh, Jamaican pop. I would say I don't think there's anyone out Jamaican there. Jamaican punch, Hawaiian <laughs> Hawaiian punch pop. Yeah, we did used to call it Jamaican pop, but then people who were interested in Jamaican music, there was a big crossover. It did it not was work. Confusing. The dance hall crowd got involved. There's a lot of boggling, daggering. We we got daggered to death. <laughs> now, we, look, I love Jamaican pop. I think it's king of pops. Their music, <laughs> I cannot stand. Um, no, that's not true. Almost right? too much bass. Me, me like sound... a little. That's what. What um, was that? I'm not saying it Get again. Get out. Not saying it again. What was that? Purposely didn't do the accent. Kofi Kingston's in the next. Uh, uh, he is. Next, uh, and unlike us, they are being decent, and they are billing him from being from Ghana, They've West Africa. They've changed it. They've changed it. So this is the first. First time that Kofi Kingston, in my WrestleMania memory, has been billed as Ghanaian, which That's is nice. right. Yeah, I didn't and know it happened this it early nice? on. Is it nice? Is it nice? Is it nice? Is it just not, is it not just a not lie racist? And racist? Is it just not we? I mean, he's the first uh, African character who's not billed as a savage. Yeah, so, so that's true. There's that as and, well. And 100 percent worth mentioning. All of those people were not originally born in Africa. Yes. They were African Americans, unlike Kofi, it's who so is uh, born in Ghana in West Africa. Mm. I like the fact that. They're like, he's born in Ghana. We're going to say Ghana and we're going to say West Africa. Yeah. You could just say Ghana, but they go Ghana, West Africa. And I think they really have to, because they would just, because do they think that stupid people would just assume it was somewhere, it was like in near Jamaica or something? Yeah. They just got very, a lot more specific. They probably could, but they are very Mm. specific with this, which suggests that they're a bit regretful about (laughs) About dropping it. And I, do you know what I think back to, Pete? I think of a miscarriage of justice. And that miscarriage of justice I think of is the Davy Boy Smith. Uh, long-running hometown oh, yeah, Lancashire, debacle. Lancashire, where, Manchester, London. I mean, I mean Leeds, from yeah. Leeds, you know. <laughs> uh, I mean, if you're going to say from Ghana, West Africa, what is wrong with saying from Goulburn, Lancashire, the United Kingdom? Be- well, I would say that the UK... Is the UK bigger than even Ghana? It's probably isn't, is it? Pete, I, I, I wish <laughs> I knew more about Ghana than I do. The things I know about Ghana is... Uh, Kofi probably- Kingston comes from there, you'll go. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Yaboa, the lead striker, came from Ghana. Got ya. And he was king of volleys. I like Ghanaian music. I'm yes. big on Ghanaian music. <laughs> Don't ask me to name anyone who does it because I only have a couple of compilations. But the, uh, the, the I, I do like Ghanaian music. I actually quite like all West African music. So there we are. So who's who's doing uh, a little but, uh, racist who's Jamaican doing- voice <laughs> now? Is it me? No. No, I am right on. Uh, this match is, is um, I mean, Jesus Christ, we, we've already been talking about it longer than it goes on. Yeah, it's uh, one and a half. There are, there's such talent in this uh, lineup, and it goes for a minute and yep. a half. Why not knock a few minutes off, I don't know, Orton CM Punk or, or Michael, Michael Cole, Cole or Jerry Lawler? Jerry Lawler. This, is, this is one of those things about trying to get everyone on WrestleMania. Yeah. And it, it's, in a weird way, it just damages everyone there. Now, people mm. who go to WrestleMania, they do want to see the stars. They want to see your big shows. They want to see your, you know, your Canes and your Kofi 
Kingston. And in some ways, there's a funny thing about wrestling where in some ways the entrance is the most exciting thing. Yes. Where you go, oh, look, oh, it's, it's a big show. Great. Yeah, yeah. I don't really want to see the big show do six minutes. <laughs> so this, in a weird way, is a, um, is a you know, a, a fine. It does what you want. You want yeah. to see the stars and here they are. But Kane in particular, he's been a big kind of like the Kane Undertaker thing oh, was yeah. a big thread in WrestleMania for a little while. Yeah. And now he's just there. He's just meat. He's just turned up. Oh, Kane. Brilliant, tick him off. There's my iSpy book of wrestlers I can tick off. Exactly. And I think the iSpy thing is not actually a bad way of looking at it because all they're doing is they're going, look, he's here. You know, oh, he won his match so quickly and he can go now. You're not going to miss not seeing him, Mm. but you'd miss if he wasn't there at all. Right. You know, he's just a bit of extra sizzle for the whole Mm. thing. Um, this, this match is sort of interesting because of the people that they're against. So the core, and the core, is, it's a word that doesn't fucking mean anything. It's spelled C-O-R-R-E. Yeah. And so it's not like an apple core, and it's not like core, like core. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's just one of those sort of faction names that someone's come up with that has no meaning. Hmm. It doesn't really mean anything. Heath Slater, Ezekiel Jackson, Wade Barrett, and Justin Gabriel. I know very few of these guys. You, you will do, but what you don't understand... <laughs> like, like, uh, there was a weird value judgment there, and that was wrong. What you could not possibly work out from this match is that the year before, they were the single hottest new act in wrestling. Really? And they looked poised to take <laughs> over the fucking business. Wow. So this this takes a little bit of explaining. Um, in 2010, so the year before this WrestleMania, the WWE debuted a new show which replaced uh, ECW. So ECW had finally been cancelled. Right. And it was called NXT. Now, NXT now is the subsidiary organisation of WWE that is sort of has the better wrestling and more of a a, a focus on in-ring action. Um, Back then, it wasn't that. What NXT was was a show that was a little bit like Tough Enough. So Tough Enough was the reality show that they Mm. had running on MTV from 2001 to 2004. And it showed you all behind the scenes and the two rookies who made it all the way through to the end, uh, one man, one woman, would be given a WWE contract. Yeah. So the first three of those Tough Enough series, they ran on MTV. The last one they had as part of SmackDown. The first series of Tough Enough was... Really, really great. Um, the behind-the-scenes stuff in wrestling was really novel. Um, it was reality TV was incredibly hot, mm. uh, and it was a really, really good show. Notably, it was put together not by the WWE but by MTV networks, who understood who understood. TV, right? You know, I, I mean, things like um, you know, what was it called, the Real World, and yeah, they Real were World, they were uh, really the ha- early. Was the House? Oh, no, 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 I'm probably thinking of that. Early MTV moment. sort yeah. of big successes, mm. and they took that to this this wrestling thing and it was the, the the season one of tough enough is 100% worth seeing one of the announcers on tonight Josh Matthews was one of the the competitors in season one of tough enough right lots of other people come through tough enough um it's never a huge success and partly at this time winning things like rookie competitions carried stigma with yeah. the other people in the locker room and there was this sense that they'd be given this big money contract and everyone would immediately resent them because they hadn't paid their dues. Mm. A largely sort of fucking fictional idea about, you know, you don't belong here because you've not done three years in Alabama. And also a lot of the people who were coming into Tough Enough had wrestling backgrounds who had done a little bit of work here. Exactly. And, 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 you know, look, nobody ever said that to The Rock. No one said to The Rock, you didn't earn your dues because you went straight from Memphis into WWE and everyone was chanting, die, Rocky, die at you. Mm. You know, nobody ever said that because Rock got over 
everyone really from this period they were slightly squashed there was the wrestlers had an antipathy to it they didn't like the fact that they commanded tv time mm. they didn't like the fact that they seemed young and goofy yeah um and i think you know you can see now certainly wrestlers nowadays the people who are in tough enough would find it much easier to get in mm. people There's understand people understand you know why rylan is on the television you know exactly. what i mean like people understand that uh transferable skills are transferable, transferable uh, skills and people uh, are a bit more comfortable with success entirely and you look at this time 2011 it seems really recent but i think you know wrestling is always going to be 10 years behind mm. sort of pretty much any other branch of entertainment when I started doing stand-up, I started in the mid-90s and I was surrounded by men who were in their 50s who hated what I did. Mm. There was no support. I turned to place and they go, here he is, fucking shitty again. I'd go out there, people would laugh, it'd come off and people would say to me, you know, you shit. And i go, oh, I've got some laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> You've got a load of laughs. Hey. And they go, you think laughter is what this, this is about? It's not about that, <laughs> it's mate. It's about smoking. Yeah, you know, we, we all watch you and it's crap. You know, so it was just a really weird sort of thing. And I think like wrestling would, would have been, was very, very similar. Yeah. That you could say, I'm here to do the work, guys. And they go, look at you, fucking bright as a fucking button, aren't mm. you? I haven't got a clue, son. You haven't got a clue. So, have you ever seen Rick Rude be sick? No. <laughs> the people who come out of Tough Enough, you get Maven, um, who was one of the winners. Right. Uh, his trophy, his Tough Enough award would, would later turn up on uh, a TV show when they broke open his lock-up to sell the contents. Um, it's a sad sort of thing. Uh, you had Nydia, you had Christopher Nowinski, who was known as Harvard Chris because he'd been to Harvard. Right. Um, he did actually get signed for a brief run in WWE. It was cut short because he had a um, career-ending series of concussions. But he later became one of the most sort of foremost experts in the US on sports-related concussions. Yeah. Um, really, you know, does a lot of work about it, it nationally recognised. Um, in the later series, there were people like Matt Morgan, John Morrison, The Miz and Ryback. So they, they all came oh, through those right, okay. series. So, can, we, can we talk about Lisa? <laughs> Lisa? The woman who... Uh, uh, well, I'll, I'll just read Is the, she the one who gave uh, John Morrison... Is it John Morrison? Um... There was an incident in one of the series where somebody gave someone a blowjob in a hot tub, and that no, was... No, uh, I don't I don't know. It, uh, basically, uh, she had a bit of a breakdown. She was left in that... I'll read the piece out. Mm-hmm. Um, after being left... It was a woman called Lisa, uh, 2002. Uh, after being left at the house while the contestants went out to dinner, she began throwing herself against the walls of the house, eventually breaking into the hidden MP- MTV control room <laughs> and working her way onto the roof. After being talked down by producers, she was committed to a hospital facility to receive psychiatric treatment. Uh, her parents flew in from New Mexico to pick her up, but she uh, physically attacked them, claiming she did not know them. She then escaped custody inside LAX airport, shutting down a wing of the airport until she was located. Again, hospitalised. Uh, she was. Uh, she checked herself. She managed to check herself out shortly after. She then contacted Tough Enough producers, claiming she was ready to return to the show. <laughs> producers informed her that she'd been removed from the competition due to... All that. <laughs> uh, and uh, the, the other contestants and the audience uh, were, were initially told that Lisa simply decided wrestling wasn't the right career for her. Lisa then re-emerged <laughs> in Louisville, uh, Kentucky, at the Ohio Valley Wrestling Training Center, claiming that Al Snow and uh, John Big Gabarik had uh, sent her for t- additional training both in the ring and to, to, to learn further about the structure of the de- developmental uh, territory system. At a series of shows in California in 2002, uh, she managed to talk her way backstage and was even allowed to assist with the pyrotechnics for the wrestlers' entrances <laughs> on the TV taping. <laughs> One source claimed that she had a face-to-face conversation with Vince McMahon, who was apparently unaware of her status with Tough Enough. Uh, soon after, her photograph was circulated to security personnel and she was barred from any backstage areas. I, I love how light and lax <laughs> security is. I am genuinely 
actually never Tim. heard of Lisa, <laughs> and I am now. She is my probably my third <laughs> favourite wrestler. What a story! <laughs> what a what a story! She's she, smashing through a wall. She doesn't sound unsuited for wrestling. <laughs> See, there's a part. Oh, do it with a do it with a fucking stormtrooper I, helmet on, and you're the shockmaster. I can't imagine what it must be like when you're a part of like an MTV thing. Because the thing about being a TV crew, where you're sitting there all safe in your little room. Yeah, God, well, yeah, she's got yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, she's absolutely through the wall. <laughs> Oh God! A double dragon, amazing! Oh, oh man, fantastic. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a custom figure of Lisa. <laughs> um, so they, they've had this great success with Tough Enough and Lisa, <laughs> <laughs> and so they decide to to bring it back, and they want to do it in a slightly different way. So they have a developmental territory mm. uh, called FCW, which is Florida Championship Wrestling, and they do a a new series, this NXT, which was part scripted, but it saw the rookie talent that they were you know, getting ready for TV, mm. uh, participating in competitions to become the next breakout star. Um, so each one of them would be paired with a, a WWE star yeah. and then there'd be challenges on live TV and there'd be matches and things like that. So the matches would be predetermined, but the competition element often, you know, would, would be a genuine competition. Is this and, the other story I've read about, Tough Enough? The Kurt Angle Angle? Well, uh, we can... Well, yeah, I mean, I mean that that the fourth series of Tough Enough they began doing this thing of, you know, um, the competitions were running on SmackDown. Right. And then they started fucking getting the stars involved. Mm. But they did this thing with Angle, who is, of course, a Olympic gold medalist mm. in wrestling. And they decided that he would legitimately take on, in a grappling match, uh, all of the rookies in a shoot style. Yeah. Which he did. So the first two, you know, he squashed. And the third one was a guy called Daniel Puder. And Daniel Puder had some <laughs> MMA training. I love this. And I love this so within minutes, I mean, Angle would have known that Dan, Daniel Puder was a, a, a highish level wrestler. Yeah. But like this fucking dick swinging. I know, and it's different for Kurt Angle. He's an Olympic gold medalist. He is an elite performer. But those were quite a lot. He's got a lot of miles on the road yeah, since. Yeah, he's a, he's he's a lot, lot older than problem. he was, yeah. And what happens is Dan, Daniel Puder manages almost immediately to get Kurt <laughs> Angle into a Kimura, which is a, an arm blow. And basically, had he been given three more seconds, it would have broken and Angle's arm. Had he been irresponsible, <laughs> he could have broken Kurt Angle's arm. Kurt Angle mm. could have been out for six months. Yeah. Um, they had the Kimura on, but Dan Puder just left it on. He didn't put it on properly. And the referee then sort of essentially counts him down and so goes, Oh, you lost. And Dan Puder's like, I fucking didn't. Click, he didn't. And the audience's like, What the fuck happened there? Yeah. This kid did not get beaten. So it turned into a disaster. Um, with Dan Puder, they, they, he did win the competition mm. in the end. Uh, and they, I believe he got a million-dollar contract. But that was a million dollars paid over four years. It's like they a, had a clause yeah. at the end of the first one that they could sack him. <laughs> and they did. So it was, uh, again, you know, Dan, Dan Puder, based on even that Kurt Angle thing, they could have made him a star. But the thing is, they put him in a situation that he was supposed to fail at. And when he succeeded, mm. they went, right, we'll punish him for that. Right. Crazy. I mean, Angle at that point had already broken someone's ribs in that little little, yeah. little um, bit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but but these were these were also. I mean, I mean, they had a, a thing of that angle was the best thing that happened in that in that entire series. Yeah. Worth saying as well, before they went to see Angle, they'd spent, I think, half an hour, they made them eat a bowl of pasta and then jog and jog and jog and jog and drink milk and be sick. Right. And then they put them in the ring with Kurt Angle and Daniel Pewter still got him in a key. <laughs> and it was slightly because, because Angle didn't really understand MMA. Yeah. Um, How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. 
Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. But what they did is they, they left themselves open there and they, there could have been a proper disaster there. Yeah. They By the time this NXT comes around, these aren't people who are, are pretty much fresh off the street. These are people who they have been training for a while and they're just trying to find a way to get them into the WWE. So they have these things where you're teamed up with a pro and one of the people who is in the first series is Daniel Bryan. And Daniel Bryan... Uh, is, I mean, you know, a big star mm. now. But he was a big star then in a different way. He was on the independent scene as Brian Daniels, uh, Daniel Bryan's, oh, I always get this wrong, Brian Danielson, which is his real name. <laughs> right. That's why they call him Daniel Bryan, because they have to not allow him to just be himself. And he, yeah. is, he has got a name and he's got a reputation. And a lot of the wrestling fans, when he appears, they know who he is. Yeah. And they cheer him. And there's signs and things. And, of course, that is the last thing the WWE <laughs> want. The last thing, even though he's fucking contracted to them, they, they don't want that. And the thing that the, wrestle, the wrestling sort of doesn't understand that, you know, it's like, it's like punk rock. Like, everyone wants to make it clear that they know 
what they are talking about. So every wrestling fan who has... It's like you watching The Undertaker for the first time, yeah. getting really excited that you know, yeah. that's that guy from somewhere else. I know who he is. You don't know who he is. I'm better. I know about... Because we're blokes. We're yeah. just blokes with egos and they're totally. fragile and that's just the way it is. And WrestleMania is underpinned by the fragile male ego. <laughs> so that that is... It underpins everything. So that's why... It's, that's why people who already have a bit of profile elsewhere, if it comes into a slightly bigger arena, somebody's going to go, go, yeah, yeah, I'm in. Entirely. So you've already got that bedrock. You, you, you've, you're always 100%. Now, what they do with Daniel Bryan is, is Daniel Bryan not only is recognised and mm. people are getting behind him, he's also, by l- like absolutely a clear margin, mm. the best performer. <laughs> he is the best wrestler. He gets over the most and he works really, really hard in everything he does. So they have him lose all ten of his predetermined matches <laughs> and he is the second person to be cut. Right. So they eliminate him from the competition. So just that thing of he must sit there and just go, why did I even come? <laughs> but, you know, you give it all. So th- this NXT, the first series, is won <laughs> by the British wrestler Wade Barrett. Yeah. And fine. This is a competition thing. People aren't massive in it. Um, over the course of all the series, you'll have people like AJ Lee, uh, Skip Sheffield, who is later Ryback, um, Curtis Axel, who was then known as Michael McGillicutty, uh, Heath Slater, Titus O'Neil, Fandango, EC3, Loki, none of whom quite click in the same way in WWE. Uh, the announcer, Byron Saxton, he was a performer, and Bray Wyatt, who mm. at that point was Husky Harris. Husky being an American term for being fat. Mm. Um, so they do introduce stars, but none of the stars really break out of NXT, right? They, right. they just sort of stick in there. But what happens is Wade Barrett wins this first series and everyone just goes, well, you know, that'll be interesting to see if he can get over. The next night after it had ended, they were on Raw. And what happened is there was a, a match between CM Punk and John Cena. And suddenly everyone who took part in the first NXT season appears at ringside. They all just come down. They surround the ring and silently, pretty much, you know, no one speaks at all. They just attack. And so eight of them just pile in on Cena and Punk. Right. And this is a long last section of Raw. Mm. And they begin then, they just destroy Cena. The commentators have fucked off. I think they've attacked Jerry Lawler. They begin attacking all the ringside staff as well. And then they just start literally pulling the ring apart, ripping up the canvas, tearing the things. (laughs) And watching Cena in the middle of it dead and these eight young rookies just going hell for leather on it, it was fucking thrilling. It's one of the single best sections I've ever seen on Raw. I remember watching it after someone... I think I think by this point, I was beginning to go, I've got other things to do about, you know, than, than watch wrestling all the time. It's yeah. bland. And this segment absolutely brought me back. And when I watched it, I couldn't believe how exciting it was. <laughs> they had on them... this. The, the, their alliance was called the Nexus. And what they basically had on their hands was... Eight stars who'd been made overnight, but they weren't made individually, they were made collectively. So just by being members of the Nexus, the Nexus suddenly was over. They'd attacked the biggest star in wrestling, John Cena, who previously, I mean, why would he be beaten up by eight rookies? You know, they elevated them. Eight stars made overnight, seven stars made overnight because Daniel Bryan, uh, they didn't want him to get over. So he's found himself in a group that suddenly got over. So how do you stop him getting over? You legitimately fire him, right? <laughs> right? And they did that because they said, on the night you all did the attack on John Cena, which was really frightening and sort of quite realistic, they said, you went too far. 
Um, <laughs> they said JBL. Who did JBL do over like in a, in a Royal, Rumble, Royal Rumble kind the of blue situation? Meanie. The Blue Meanie. Yeah, yeah. he was a meanie. Totally yeah. totally On this different. one, Daniel Bryan strangled the ring announcer Justin Roberts with his tie. So he pulled his tie back when he was sitting on his thing. Uh, and in a sign of disrespect, he spat in John Cena's face. Um, the, the latter, they said, was the reason he was being fired. <laughs> they felt that both the spitting and the necktie were acts too violent for the company's TV PG programming. Um, <laughs> Daniel Bryan's departure from Nexus was explained on screen by Wade Barrett. They said Daniel Bryan had felt remorse for his actions and as a result he was kicked out of our group rather than say he was fired for being too violent. Um, <laughs> I mean, what a shit fucking storm. This happens in June. In August, Daniel Bryan is rehired, um, basically because they know he's good and they don't want anyone else to have him. But at the same time, when they have him, they go, we don't want you to be any good. It's infuriating. Um, And by this time at SummerSlam, (laughs) <laughs> Daniel Bryan is fighting against the Nexus on the other side in a multi-man mm. um, uh, thing. The problem with good ideas is the initial bit is great, but quite often they don't know how to follow up. Yeah. So by, by within six months, there's a group called the New Nexus with all other different people and combinations in. And this could have been the NWO. You know, in a in a small way, mm. a group of invaders you've never seen before. They're fresh and they come and attack your biggest star, and they run rampant across your federation. And instead, what and you've it becomes got an entire is, new generation that would just yeah. sheer numbers. Yeah, that is going to get everyone over. This less than a year after after that, less than a year, the core, who are the core of the original Nexus, right. are in a ninety second match where they're losing to Big Show, Kane, Santino, <clears throat> Morella. And Kofi Kingston. Okay, right. You know, it, it's it's a really interesting period. It doesn't get talked about very much because it just, it. But it was explosive and it was exciting. The funny thing about it is most of the people from the Nexus have now disappeared. Mm. There are a few of them around. I think Heath Slater is the only one, and he's not a you know a, a huge A list star. So it it created some great moments and it created some exciting TV, but it didn't create the next wave of the future. Mm. Um, but that's how NXT got got started. They um they they ran this as a developmental show. Um, on you know uh, where ECW had been until they actually started NXT proper, mm. so it lasted for about four years. Right. But it's um, it's it's a slightly forgotten thing, the original NXT, yeah. um, and um, uh, uh, the other fact that I had about it I couldn't remember until just then. I hid I hid the fact I've forgotten it by going silent and, going, <laughs> and then going uh, and looking pained. Absolute kayfabe over here. Uh, NXT uh, wasn't the first. Uh, time that something had been called NXT, the WWE had to come to an agreement with Scottish Wrestling Alliance, the <laughs> right. SWA, uh, over the trademark before they could debut the show because the, <laughs> the SWA had been using NXT as a brand for their upcoming stars. For oh, some there you years. go. Yeah, so uh, yeah. NXT made in Scotland. <laughs> From, Girders. From Girders. From Girders. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I mean I, I'm, it's weird looking at this. I'd forgotten most of this mm. until last night and I was like, shit, yeah, I remember this. Oh, fuck. And now it really made me want to... The thing I want to watch more than anything else is that Nexus attack on John Cena. Yeah. It was properly exciting. And all I can think about now is going, I want to go through the old NXTs <laughs> and just see how badly they were mismanaging the whole thing. <laughs> properly exciting. <laughs> properly exciting. Um, look, the most exciting thing is about to happen, Pete. Yes. We're about to see The Rock and Mae Young. That is how we'll finish this episode. It really is. Mae Young's uh, final... Final, final pay-per-view appearance. Right. Yeah, she she will unfortunately pass. I mean, she 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 is here. It makes me a bit like sad when I saw it, but she's here without Moolah. 
Yes. And you suddenly realise, you know, there is there is sort of, you know, um, you know, May's future, it can only go one way. Yes. Th- th- this booking, <laughs> it will always come to a definite <laughs> conclusion. Um, and May just goes out. I mean, it couldn't get... You've got The Rock, you know, one of the mm. biggest stars, certainly in wrestling, and he's chirpsing up. Um, Eve Torres, mm. who, um, who again, just, you know, she had a, quite a long career in, you know, a few years in WWE at a high level. And she seems to have slipped through the gaps in the WrestleMania thing. So you just see her and it's just a lady. Yeah, it is. You know? just like, just, uh, it, it may as well just be um, a Fox Sports contributor. Yeah. Just sort of yeah. I believe she starts backstage quite a bit of this year or next year or something as the Divas champion. She mm. has one of those careers that is... Out of all the people who did as well as she did, she is the least memorable. Mm. It's just a, a, a bad time, yeah. sort of, she was there. I really like Eve Torres for the simple reason that she never did cheesy, she never did gratuitous sort of sleazy sexuality or anything. She was quite a sort of serious, dignified person. Mm. And that's why she didn't last in wrestling for long, <laughs> I don't think. Um, but I think she, she, I think we've mentioned this before on a, a podcast, but I believe she married one of the um, the Gracie fighters. So she does sort of MMA and fitness now. And, right. you know, she recently spoke out against the way she'd been handled by Donald Trump uh, on a Raw. Um, Rock is here chirpsing with her, of course, you know, chirpsing her up, just keeping it sweet, sweet, sweet. <laughs> and uh, he congratulates her on, on becoming Divas champion. He says, I'm I've got a gift for you, and the gift is to touch his bicep. Right, some kind of mad purple acky reversal, isn't Purple-lucky. it? Get a lady to touch your bicep. <laughs> oh, the world's turned upside down. <laughs> uh, and he does it in a way actually that really isn't gross at all. He, he I think it's pitched really nicely, and he yeah. delivers it quite sort of you know mockingly, and you know it's very self-depreciatory. Nice. And then Rock says to Itori, he's going to show off. He goes, "I am going to create." a great WrestleMania moment with the first person who comes round the corner mm. and he turns around and it's Mae Young and the crowd <laughs> cheer. And there is something really funny about Rock, this uber confident sort of like, you know, sexually sort of, you know, attractive man. And the one thing he is frightened of in this entire WrestleMania is Mae Young's sexuality. <laughs> yes, Properly exactly. good. He can't handle it. Her first line, she has to come out and says, I want the people's strudel. Yeah, I bet she had some good strudel back in the twenties. <laughs> I always think, like, whenever they show like nineteen twenties New York, I don't mean that as a, as a synonym for penis either. I think it's that that nineteen twenties New York when, when they're sitting. No, I can just still go. I bet the strudel was good. <laughs> the pastries at that period. Great. May Young may have had a sort of like a strudel in the thirties. That's good it, strudel before it became uh, really mass produced. It was yeah, just like, it was kind of like homemade. They'd put oh. everything in it, and it would have been made to a recipe that was been made two hundred years before. It just, <laughs> it just taste of human experience. It'd be amazing. Um, and Rock starts joking about her age, and I think mm. this is this is the slight bit in this which is slightly wrong. Is that he does a load of essentially like. And Bobby Heenan lines yeah, yeah, yeah. to her, yeah, right, yeah. and he comes across as a bit of a shit. Yeah, because he's a handsome, muscular man exactly. taking the piss of the, the daintiest, fragile, yeah. glassy old lady. And I was watching it, I was thinking, oh, this is sad. You'd watch back on this and go, this is her last appearance, and you know, yeah. you're just going, you old bitch, and then you go, yeah, she, she died, <laughs> and you go, what she died? Old age, obviously, you know. <laughs> She's 80. You know, I mean, you know, if she'd, if she'd have been suffering actually from, you know, leukemia, would you have been joking about leukemia? <laughs> you know, that's how it sort of looked. But she just but she just goes keep the jokes because I am the one and only great Mae Young. <laughs> so, yeah, and Rock begins going yeah, you, and she just butts in and she just goes and I'll never get old. <laughs> and it's just fucking and so Rock is immediately like 
On the Do you back know foot. What? <laughs> Fuck, he's on the back foot, but he's also like, yeah, no, this is the way it should go. May Young is just amazing. He's standing there at ninety odd, just going, I'll never Fire, get old. Firing out lines, just you firing know, get, them like, out. hits every every. You and know. Rock says you'll be kicking ass forever, and May Young says, "That's right," and that's her last words. Just right. The Rock saying you'll be kicking ass forever, and May Young going, "That's right." <laughs> Lovely. She then her last move in 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 this glittering career and her glittering life is she slaps Rock on the arse and just goes off smiling. <laughs> and Rock says the line, May, frisky May, inappropriate May. <laughs> I cannot think of a better way to leave the earth than... Slap than you, the Rock Johnson's oh, arse. Absolutely. You say, I'll never get old. I'm the greatest of all time. Slap the Rock's arse. And then <laughs> the last up. thing said about you is the Rock saying, inappropriate May. <laughs> Amazing. And then... They do something really clever, which is they <laughs> deliver, and they deliver Stone Cold. Yeah. So Rock turns around, and there's Stone Cold. And Rock does that perfect shift between funny, 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 May Young, May Young, May Young, to going, it's Oh, Stone I'm Cold. very concerned about I'm what's going to happen. Absolutely. Now, problem with that is you get the two biggest stars in the industry facing off, and they are at WrestleMania, yeah. and they are staring at each other, and we know that coming up is going to be fucking John Cena and The Miz. And they are showing you a match that they cannot deliver. Yeah. And everybody cheers and it's a great moment, but this is still too fresh. We still think that Austin will make it back one day for mm. maybe one more match. We know that Rock's back in WWE, so all the stars are aligning. Yeah. And they are showing you a match that people... It's not like having Hogan face off against Cena nowadays, where people go, well, it won't happen. When you have that, it looked like they were selling a tease, that they mm. were saying, this is coming up. And they... It's hard to say they shouldn't have done it. It's a good moment, but I remember again seeing that happen and think, fuck, they wouldn't be doing this unless they were fairly sure that this was going to headline next year. Yeah. And won't that fucking make up for John Cena Miz when Rock comes to the ring to interfere and Stone Cold comes back down mm. and he gets a stunner and we are going to be building for next year. Mm. We were building for next year, but we were building The Rock versus John Cena yeah. at the expense of everything else. Um, look, we will talk about that. I shouldn't imagine even next time. I should imagine <laughs> this is a fiver. <laughs> it's always the way. The ones we like the least, they turn out to be sort of like ones you can just talk the about for fucking ages. Yeah, because there is a, there's lots of mistakes made and there's, you know, you've got a lot of stories. And, and this is kind of one of the, the kind of... Um, the, 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 not the... De- well, a dead zone between what WrestleMania is and WWE is now from what it was. And it's one of those... You wouldn't recognise it as a, a point. You, I think in every WrestleMania you seem to sort of say, yeah. this is the point in which everything it changed. Yeah. This isn't the point where everything changed, but it's indicative of uh, the, the the meat in us. Breaks the bad this bit, is, in this it? Is a, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that breaks the best bit. <laughs> this, 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 this is a company that is financially doing very well. Mm. It isn't struggling. It can tread water, and it is treading water. It doesn't seem to have a vision of where it's going. Yes. We've, we've said this again and again on the podcast, which is wrestling is at its worst when it's fine. Yeah. If it's great, it's great. If it's bad, it can be great. But if it's just okay, that it's is a worst. fucking disaster. Yeah. yeah. And this is the epitome of okay mm. in that it's a fucking disaster. Well, there we go. 
We have a patron. If you want to know what happens in the next matches, if you want to hear the entirety of the uh, WrestleMania 27 review, well, head on over to patreon.com forward slash WrestleMania. <laughs> it's not just that, guys. <laughs> it's idiots. not just that. You fucking morons. We've got an extra show every single week. At the moment we're doing WCW shows, we're going to be doing other stuff as well. Yeah, man. You can get in touch. Let us know what you want to hear. Let us know what you want us to review. We might even review some wrestle, wrestling films. Yeah. Uh, I, I believe the reason why Broadus Clares is... is uh, is appearing uh, at this point WrestleMania he's just come off the back of some filming because he's been away for a while he filmed some shitty horror looking film that I watched the trailer for Christ. I spend so much time with these WrestleManias because the action <laughs> is so boring reading around it learning about Lisa the, the person who had a breakdown on, on, on Tough Enough I, I learn about all of this stuff because the actual matches are so dull patreon.com <laughs> forward slash wrestle me wrestle me Mark Pete Frisky Pete inappropriate Pete uh, this was a Stakano production. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.